Welcome to the College Football Bros. I'm Ryan Newman. I'm Michael Newman. And I'm Trey Newman. All right. It is QB rankings time, guys. All right, at that time of year, uh, we kind of get in some QB battles, at least some of them a little bit more clear picture. So let's get right into it. We're going to start with the ACC. Michael uh, was going to give his opinions on this. So he'll do his rankings. Trey and I are just going to trash him and tell him how stupid he is. So, Michael, get going Excellent. here. Who you got at number 14? Yes, I have Tony Musket of Ooh. Virginia. He is uh, a transfer coming in from Monmouth. Had good numbers there, but uh, not so incredible at the FCS level that you're just expecting him to to do great in the Power Five, um, especially in an offense under Tony Elliott that I don't have a lot of confidence in. Jay Wolfolk is also in the battle, but has less experience. So I went with Musket there. Number 13, we have... Haynes King of Georgia Tech, and feel free to, you know, you'll have your chance at the end. Yeah, no, Muskie was thoughts, but pretty. You can jump in there. with any thoughts yeah. if you have them. Um, but yeah, Haynes King, Georgia Tech. So of course, transferring in from Texas A and M, also in the battle is a couple of Zach, Zach, Zach Gibson, but no one is really proven. Um, I, I just went with with Haynes King. He's at least got the pedigree, of course, coming in as a big recruit to, to A&M, but his numbers there were, were bad, so yeah. I, I didn't see much reason to, to put him higher. Number it's kind of interesting for King. Like He won Texas A&M's starting QB job. They're expected to be pretty good, and then just a quick fall. I mean, I know he might still win a yeah. QB job at another Power 5 school, but it's like, ooh, he, you, know, you got him 13 on your ACC QB list, and that's pretty rough. It is. I'm not saying you're it wrong. I, th- I think you probably have him in a decent spot. It's just did not perform. No. So we'll see there. Number 12 is Grant Wells of Virginia Tech. Again, another battle there. Kyron Drones from Baylor will definitely have a, a chance to start as well. But Wells is, is the incumbent. He was okay at Marshall before transferring to, to Virginia Tech. And then his first with year. With a good defense. Yeah, exactly. His, his first year with the Hokies was was pretty bad um understandably so supporting cast and all of that through too many picks which has been a problem for for his whole career so that kind of keeps him from from higher number 11 emmett moorhead of boston college played a good amount last year after phil Dracovic got hurt and i would say had his ups and downs had some good games and bad games which if you have any ups behind that boston college offensive yeah. line the, the way they've been playing then that that gets you some credit so that's why i i have him 11th there's at least some potential upside with him just because we haven't seen him a, a whole lot yeah i agree with you getting into the top 10 and i think it you know takes a pretty decent jump here you expect uh, a lot from this guy from from this program yes mitch griffiths wake forest projected starting quarterback He's in his fourth year with the program and really has hardly played uh, except in relief last year against VMI. He's taken over, of course, now Sam Hartman transferring to Notre Dame. But yeah, this is just Wake Forest quarterback. You kind of pencil them in to put up really good numbers because that's just what they've been doing under Dave Clawson and, and Warren Ruggiero. So 10th yeah. kind of feels low, um, but I don't know. There's it just does. guys who have more experience a bit more proven ahead of him. So um, that's the yeah, reason. It, it, it feels low for a Wake Forest quarterback, but when you kind of look at all the other people in front of him individually, it's like, well, who would you put him in front of? It's hard to do. So, you know, this I is would probably this is one of, 
he'll be higher when the season ends. Like, I don't think he'll, he would be 10th, but now it's like, but who are you going to choose? Who are you going to put him ahead of? It's tough. Yeah. And this is the part where you start to, and this will be common theme amongst all the quarterback rankings is like, how much do you weigh kind of like projecting Yeah. versus obviously, like you said, he has no, no experience, but like you would not be shocked if you put up, you know, top six ACC numbers, but you know, do you think he's going to do that? So it's kind of like, how do you personally decide? That's why I might've had him a hair higher, but, but there's no, sense. it's not, it's legit right here. Yeah. I, and I'll get to that with the, it is hard. Yeah. Cause I'm, I guess my goal is to project here. Right. But then there is a part of it of, I don't know. It's just like, like, I think he'll put in better, put, put up better numbers than some of the guys ahead of him, but some of the guys ahead of him, I think, if they were in Wake Forest, yeah, offense, exactly, would also put up system. really good numbers. So it's yeah, it's a hard balance there. But uh, you'll see when we get to some of these guys. So number nine, Jack Plummer of Louisville, another guy who I think might put up, you know, if he does get the starting job, might put up better numbers than some of the players ahead of him. Just because I love Jeff Brom, of course, coming yeah, in exactly. as head coach at Louisville, he knows how to coach quarterbacks. Uh, they always seem to have good passing games under him, whatever team he's at. So, um, but you know, Jack this Plummer. Was one, what do you say? I was going to say this was one I was surprised that you didn't have like just because of your fondness of of Brom. I was surprised I you didn't have him higher compared to. I, I w- this is probably my first like real disagreement. I would have him a couple spots higher. I think Plummer is going to have okay. a pretty good year. I think he will too. I think he will too. But like, I guess if you I'm just, did, if you didn't have the Brom factor, would, I don't know if I would though. He put up pretty solid numbers at Cal last year. I'm not. No, I'm not saying he's bad at Cal. He, yeah, they were they were decent numbers, which at Cal is is pretty yeah, good the way their offense yeah. has been. So yeah, no, it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great either. So I don't know. It's and and we saw him at Purdue under under Jeff Brom. Of course, they're yep. reuniting. If I I might have mentioned that, but uh, it's it's he didn't play it. And it was, it's not like his numbers were amazing, but, but anyway, um, that's, yeah. that's why he kind of fell somewhere in the middle here. He's, he's not big Ten's but, tough too, though. You know, maybe, uh, there's big 10 defenses are pretty tough. Mm. Maybe a big 12 could put up a little better numbers. ACC or sorry. Thanks. ACC. My bad. <laughs> Thanks for paying attention. No. <laughs> uh, all right. Louisville, Num- they used to be in something big East, right? Number yes. eight, really tough guy to rank so I, I could see you guys having jack Plummer and mitch griffiths ahead of him but it's phil jacovic yeah. at Pitt, and i guess it's just i i'm taking into account the fact that he was at boston college the past few years which i mentioned their offensive line struggles have been really bad especially the last two years so um i gave him a break for that you know i i, I look at his numbers and it's not like they were bad you know they were decent especially when you when you consider the the supporting cast um so i think if you give him a good supporting cast like he would he would be very good he's he's talented quarterback um is he gonna have that at pit i don't know it's not like keaton slovis yeah, exactly. was 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 great at pit last year so again yeah his numbers might be worse than than plumber and griffiths so this maybe is gonna I be adam int- lower this one know. will be interesting because we'll learn how much of it was due to you know, Boston College's ineptness because he had a lot of hype going to BC from Notre Dame and you, it just never came to fruition. So we're going to learn how much of it was BC, how much of it was maybe him, how much of it, how much of it's maybe injuries. You know, it's kind of got you yeah, a little yeah. bit. Yeah. He's, he's got to stay he's, healthy. He's, I'm almost like all or nothing on him. Okay. Uh, number seven, 
Garrett Schrader from Syracuse. Yeah. And he's always been a great runner, so he adds uh, a ton of value there. And last year with Robert and I as his head coach, or not his head coach, but his yeah. offensive coordinator, he took a huge step forward as a passer. 65% completions, 8.3 yards per pass attempt, 17 touchdowns, 7 picks. So if Anai were still coaching him, he's moved on uh, to NC State, as we'll get to, yeah. then maybe I'd have him even a, a slot or two higher. But um, I guess I just... I didn't just look at last year and say, okay, that's what he is now. You know, he, he, he that was by far his best season. So I'm kind of yeah. maybe baking in a little bit of uh, regression in the efficiency of his, of his passing. Yeah. He's hard to judge because I <laughs> do some very good stuff, but he surprised me. Schrader surprised me. I did not think he could put up those types of passing numbers, but man, it was, it was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, this is all these guys are really hard to separate. We'll talk about it when we yeah. show the full list at the end, but number six, Tyler Van Dyke from Miami. Very tough because he played great. Which year do you want to count? Yeah, exactly. 2021, he was great, of course, down the stretch when he played. And going into last season, we thought that he was like a top 10 quarterback in the country. Maybe some people even had him top five. And it did not work out that way. He he definitely underperformed. But I don't know. I, I think... Part of that blame should go to Josh Gaddis's offensive system. Uh, Just yeah. didn't work out. So they quickly moved on from him. Brought in Shannon Dawson from who Did a solid job there. Great job with Clayton Tune at quarterback. So I think that'll be an upgrade. Um, yep. Hopefully Van Dyke being fully healthy this year. He's He's got the talent. He's got the potential. So that's why I have him up here. I'm expect, expecting a bounce back season. But still, like the receiving, is it up to par? I don't know. Yeah. You could convince me you you could put you know Van Dyke like two through like eight or nine maybe and I'd be like okay I can I can understand where you yeah because he's but, shown both so yeah, I, I agree. I, yeah exactly yeah and so has Garrett Schrader and so has you know as I'll get to this next guy yeah number five yeah. Brendan Armstrong NC State very tough one to rank up yeah, like that's four tough. times in a row but so well also he's not guaranteed to be the starter he's uh, you know MJ Morris was very very promising last year so they've got they've got a good quarterback room depth but um but yeah i went with armstrong and 2021 he was one of the best quarterbacks in the country uh great through the air adds a a lot of value on the ground as well and that was after a good 2020 so it was like he's yeah he's great we know it and then last year horrendous numbers but yeah horrible supporting you know terrible offensive line in front of them just they lost everybody yeah it was crazy And so, and like I said, with the Tony Elliott's offense, just, it just, that hasn't been working dating back to Clemson's, the, the end of the yep. Clemson days. So, um, I think now him being reunited with Robert and I there, man, there's so much, you know, yeah. all these, t- all these coaches and players yeah. are moving between, but, but yeah, reunited with Robert and I, I would expect, uh, him to I'm, bounce back, maybe not quite back to the Virginia, uh, yeah. you know, 2021 no. day, but. I'm with you here. I, I saw a couple lists where they had Armstrong like tenth ish and no. I I know. I do not agree with that. I just think I think this this one I'm not a huge Dave Dorn guy, but I love an eye. Like a Dorn does just enough. And I love an eye and I just think that Armstrong I personally agree with you, Michael. I think Armstrong's gonna have a bounce back here. He's not gonna talent. he he's not gonna look as bad as he did last year. He's just he's just no not. way. No way. So no way. No. Yeah, we've, I mean, it's like you say, like having him 10th or something. It's like, we've seen him be great. So we know it's there. Like, yeah. 
All right. Well, now here is number four, Kate Klubnik of Clemson. And so this is all on potential because he really hasn't proven much. Uh, you know, he, he played well, very well, actually, in the ACC title game last year. But that was against North Carolina, who had one of the worst <laughs> yeah. defenses you're ever going to see in the Power Five. So maybe that's well, a little strong, but, you know, that, it was pretty bad. But it was pretty bad. It was pretty yeah. bad. Um, so I'm leaning on the fact that he is entering year two here, of course, was a five-star recruit. He's getting Garrett Riley as his new offensive coordinator, which I think is a massive upgrade coming in from TCU. So there's just a lot of signs pointing to just, yeah, a huge ceiling. So I I couldn't put him like, I mean, you know, you could argue, you could argue fourth is too high. Um, Sure. I don't know, because I I felt like I'm hedging with him, but, but then again, it's like, I mean, I, yeah, if he I didn't know. have if you didn't have Garrett Riley coming in and they just kind of ran it yeah. back from last year, then this might could you could argue it's a stretch, but I I don't think so. And just year two, you get more comfortable. I, I think this is a fair. They spot. got talent. They got some players around him. I mean, I think it was yeah, just yeah. a system problem, really. Like, yeah, I think it'd be pretty. But good. for for me, fourth though is before the season his ceiling. Meaning, like, obviously he could end up being one or two as it plays out or whatever, but. Before the season, I just I couldn't put him higher than fourth. Oh, so as, I could have so, put him third, maybe, but not higher than that. All right. Well, number three, I have Riley Leonard of Duke, and I Duke was I think the biggest surprise team in all of college football last year, mm-hmm. and he was a huge reason why. He ran for seven hundred yards and thirteen touchdowns, five point six yards per carry, so massive value on the ground, and he was reasonably efficient as a passer. Twenty touchdowns, six picks. Duke has a ton of returning production. I know it's not about his supporting cast, but I just expect it to him to have yeah. another great season. So I don't know. I, I like if someone if if probably if you're watching this and you're maybe a casual fan, you might think like, how is Cade Klubnik below Riley Leonard? And it's like, well, we've seen it on the field be really good from Riley Leonard. We I was so surprising to see Riley Leonard be so good last yeah. year i mean considering mike elko the defensive guy was coming in as the head coach too you wouldn't have expected kind of an offensive you know quote unquote explosion from duke so yeah surprise yeah. surprise kevin johns did a, a great job yeah. with that offense uh number two and number one were yeah. very easy for me yeah uh, you've got jordan travis number two florida state he just gets better and better every year a uh, great dual threat quarterback Number one in the ACC in QBR last season, and now another year in Norvell system. Uh, they brought in another great yeah. slew of transfers. Everyone's coming back. It's just he's going to have a monster year, I'm sure. Like he's he stays healthy, he's, he's going to be really good. Yeah, exactly. He's I think you know sixth or seventh or somewhere around there in the Heisman odds, which I think is justified. Yep. But yep. number one, Drake May, North Carolina for me. It was an easy choice. I think he might be my number two quarterback in the country overall, mm-hmm. uh, only behind Caleb Williams. Last year, 66% completions, 4,300 yards, 8.4 yards per pass attempt, 38 touchdowns, seven picks. Yeah. He also led North Carolina in rushing with almost 700 yards. Just And that was his first season as a starter, so there's the potential that he gets even better this year. Um, he does lose Phil Longo as offensive coordinator. I think that's a, a big loss, so yeah, we'll see is. what happens there. I think chip Lindsay uh is replacing him so that that i would say is is a downgrade but uh, i don't know. remember how it was like it was like oh my gosh they they lost sam howell what are they gonna do and yeah Yeah. they they might have got better (laughs) yeah they they kind of did towards the end of sam howell they did yeah 
Okay. Here's the full list. You guys chimed in with some of your thoughts there, but uh, what, what are you thinking? These QB rankings, they're so hard. They're so subjective. I mean, it depends on how you look at certain things. I mean, some people, some fans watching are going to be upset that their fan, their quarterback's maybe too low, but... Who's going to be mean, upset? Who's going to be the most upset? If yeah, that's a good question. Who's going to be the most upset? Oh, man, that is a tough question. Trey, you coming up with anybody? Uh, <laughs> I would say... I mean, there's not a ton of Wake fans, but I just think they're going to say... Yeah. Oh, well, now, they're, now, now if any Ooh. Wake fans are watching, they're definitely going to be upset. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. No, but it might... Yeah, good point. No. Sorry, but, Kenny. Uh, but yeah, no, I agree. I think Wake, maybe. Yeah. That's... I don't think others you could get too heated over. Um, yeah. But I, I will say, I'm, we, have, I haven't, we haven't gone through every conference um, rankings, but we've, we've kind of looked at a few. And to me, like this top kind of seven and, you know, maybe a guy like Plummer and Griffiths rises up like that top sevens is, you know, that will compete in terms of depth with about any conference. Like it's pretty good. At their best, you know, uh, you know, Armstrong at his best, Van Dyke at his best, Dracovic yeah, sure. at his best, you know, it's like, but I mean, some of these other conferences that like they don't have a ton of experience or they're kind of yeah. coming into new situations. Like I, I really like the top half of this ACC list. Yeah, that's fair. I agree. I agree. That's pretty solid. Yeah, pretty good depth. All the way 10 deep, you know, and yeah. possibly 11. But We'll see about Griffiths, but, you know. Exactly. Yeah, sure. Okay. Any more thoughts or perfection yeah. other than what you've mentioned? No, yeah, I think you did a pretty good job, Mike. Thank Good job. Mm-hmm. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Well, uh, let us know in the comments below your thoughts on the rankings. Anyone who's overrated, underrated, uh, thank you for watching this episode of the College Football Bros. Our next episode, we will have uh, our Big 12 rankings. Which one of you did that? I did, Ryan. Ryan, okay. You're on the chopping yeah. block next time. 